Hey guys, welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid podcast. Today is the last of the four-part series of breaking down those invisible fences that are holding you back from living the life you want to live. Today, I tackle a big one, an overarching invisible fence that stops so many of us, and that is fear. I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoy diving into it. Hi everyone, happy Friday. This is Sheree, your host. Welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid podcast and to the last of the four-part series of breaking down those invisible fences that are holding you back from the life you want to live. So if you haven't listened to the past podcast, I just want to recap really quickly um, what this series is about, right? And so is it invisible fences are those self-imposed barriers that keep us confined and limits our potential to live a life on purpose, to dream big, and really to pursue authenticity in our life. Think of it this way. You're behind a fence and you have this idea or goal or vision that you want to bring to fruition. And as soon as you try to step outside of this fence, you're stopped by these vibrations that keep you back, right? And I gave three barriers. Now, these are just three, okay? I think there are many more invisible fences, but the three that I spoke about are limiting belief systems, holding on to your past, and living a narrative that doesn't fit who you are. And today I am going to tackle a big one. So this is a big podcast. So you might listen to half and come back to it. But this is the mother, I think, of invisible fences. And that is fear, right? Um, Fear keeps us so stuck in patterns that don't serve us. And it keeps our dreams our goals, and God's bigger plan for our life at bay. So what is fear? Fear is actually defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the perception of danger. Okay, so there is a word in this definition that I want us not to skim over, right? And I really want you to take some time to think about this after you listen to this podcast because This is key in breaking down this fence. And the word is perception, right? And perception is a way of interpreting, um, regarding, or or understanding something, right? It's a mental impression. And there's actually four types of these impressions. And perceptions are, um, they come on your heart, your mind, in matter, and energetics. Um, There's tons of studies on perception and there's a whole science behind it. But I thought that the impressions of perception um, on our heart and mind, you know, really resonate when it comes to fear. So fear is an emotion from what we perceive or our perception of danger. And that leaves an impression on our heart and mind And I believe that then impacts our energy and our ability to act. Now, there are times that fear can serve us, right? It's legitimate. Fear is a legitimate emotion given to us by God. And we don't want to just discard this this emotion because this gives us our internal sense of danger, right? It keeps us safe. 
Um, it becomes a problem when we use fear as a crutch or an excuse not to act. Um, I don't know about you, but fear has been a catalyst in my life that has led to procrastination, to giving up, um, to shrinking back. And it stops, it has stopped me from trying new things. Because the thing that fear does is it builds fences and not bridges, right? It keeps you from opportunities, from using your gifts and your talents. And again, there are legitimate reasons to have fear. And I've, you know, God gave us this emotion um, a way to, for, as a way for it to protect us, but not to overcome us. You know, when I was in my 20s, I started to get panic attacks. And I had never experienced fear like that. Um, if you've ever had a panic attack, then you know how scary and how real and how debilitating it can be, um, both physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And these attacks would send me to the ER on more than a few occasions, right? And I would go to the ER and I would feel like literally I was dying. Um, and it was, it was a mental feeling, right? It wasn't, I didn't really have the um, palpitations of the heart. It wasn't that, it was just this dark feeling that came over me mentally and I just felt like I was going to die. And I would go to the ER and they would, you know, run tests and they would say, there's nothing wrong with you, right? Um, and I left feeling confused and embarrassed and I couldn't explain what was happening to me, but I knew that it was really, um, it was real. And what had happened is that fear and that panic basically manifested in me physically, um, as well as emotionally and mentally, but it overcame my body and mind in such a way that, um, it was just, it was really terrifying. And I ended up going to a therapist because the physical, you know, physician part of it was not working. Like they were just telling me, look, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, you're, you're probably just having anxiety. And when I went to this therapist, she, you know, asked me a battery of questions and said, you know, basically what was going on is I was having panic attacks. And she gave me um, some coping strategies that really helped me. Um, but the one thing she asked me, and this has stayed with me throughout, you know, over the 20 years is what are you afraid of? You know? Um, and to be honest, I wasn't quite sure. And this was before I was a Christian. And so I didn't have that spiritual foundation really of, you know, going to the Lord and understanding that, you know, he has overcome that we don't have to be afraid, but it, you know, that very practical and logical question really helped me to overcome my panic attacks, along with the coping strategies that she gave me. But it was like, what was I afraid of? Um, and there was really nothing, you know? I mean, was I afraid of death? Well, if that happened, then it would just happen and I'd be gone and there's nothing to be afraid of. Um, but it really made me look at my perceptions, right? And to set aside the fear and get more grounded in the reality of my, of my life and my situation. And eventually, you know, fortunately I was able to overcome this fear, um, and was able to kind of talk myself down from this height of fear that my mind and body were operating in. 
Now, I want to be very clear that if you're listening and you are experiencing anxiety and panic attacks, please, please, please consult a physician or a therapist because I understand this is a very real um, diagnosis and you should never ignore or downplay um, your mental health. And actually, this is May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. So just to say it again, if you are experiencing you know, crippling fear, please seek help. This is not what this podcast is about. This is about the fear that holds you back um, more when we're looking at like our goals and our vision and the purpose that we feel that God has put on our heart, right? Um, but anytime you're feeling that mental anxiety, that fear, that's a very real thing. And I, I really encourage you to seek help um, for that. So just wanted to, but I wanted to talk about that because, you know, in my life, it really brought it down to that one question, which is where, like, what are you afraid of? Right. And I think that to break down this invisible fence, it's a core question to ask yourself anytime you're feeling the emotion of fear pop up. Um, And sometimes there's no real answer, right? Or sometimes it stems from one of those other fences, which are, you know, the limiting beliefs, your past, experiencing fear in your past and, you know, stepping out of a story that you become complacent in, right? So examining your perception of why you are feeling fear is really important. And I want us to think about fear too from a spiritual perspective, because that's where it really um, comes down to for me. Um, I wish that I had, you know, the the tools, the understanding, the knowledge, um, the spiritual knowledge back then that I do now um, about fear. And so let me say this, the enemy loves to plant seeds of fear in your mind because once those seeds are fertilized and they grow, they spread to all areas of your life. And his goal is to keep you from living a life that serves God and building up his kingdom. And one of the best ways to do this is through fear. If he can make you put your fear over your faith, he has a foothold, right, in your life. Because faith is believing in what we can't see. And fear is the emotion that tells you to be afraid of what you can't see, to be weary, right, to be um, wary of the outcome. When we have faith, we trust and rely on God for the outcome, knowing that he's sovereign and in control. And fear makes you believe that everything is out of control and that somehow your worry will change, you know, um, what's happening. And that's a lie. Fear tells you that God isn't big enough, that his plan has holes, right? And we know that God's plan is whole, W-H-O-L-E, okay? And fear creeps into our heart as well as our mind, you know, and that's where we talk about like that perception, that impression. And we know that our heart is the wellspring of life. And if fear invades our heart, it affects our life and how we live it. You know, when you have a dream on your heart, you have this inner desire to bring it forth in the world. And what fear does is it puts a blockage there so it can't get out. But we're children of God whose perfect love drives out fear. 
You know, God knew we would face this invisible fence because it is a weapon that the enemy uses in his arsenal on this spiritual battlefield to wound us and try to kill our mission and our ministry. And that is why if you look in the, you know, in the scriptures, there are so many scriptures about fear and how the Lord wants us to deal with it. So let's just talk about how we can put fear in its proper place um, by using the scriptures. And I think the first thing is we have to understand who we are in Christ, right? Romans 8.37 says, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Did you hear that? We are conquerors, right? There is nothing weak about being a conqueror, right? Now, let me be clear, not on our own accord are we conquerors, but through Christ who loves us. And because of his sacrifice of love and and his grace and his forgiveness, we are victorious. And conquerors don't live in fear. They live in faith, knowing that God, who is our commander in chief, is protecting us already and has already given us the victory. Do you believe you're a conqueror? Right. And that is a really important question that you want to ask yourself because, you know, we can read these scriptures and be like, oh, yes, I'm a conqueror. Right. But are we living that way? And I'm pausing because it's really something to think about. Right. Are you living as a conqueror or are you living as somebody who's conquered? So maybe not yet. Right. Maybe you're not living this way yet. Um, But take a moment to think about this. All the situations that you've been in your life, right? All the impossible and scary things that have happened to you. All the unfortunate experiences maybe that you've experienced. If you're listening to this right now, God brought you through, right? He brought you through. And the fact that he brought you through makes you a conqueror. It means that you were victorious in that situation. Now, does it mean that maybe the situation turned out the way you want? No, but he brought you through and you are a conqueror because you overcame it. In some translations of this verse, it actually says overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us, right? Let this just kind of stir around in your mind and heart for a minute and, and, and really start to believe this about yourself. Okay, this is one of those affirmations and it's not like, you know, one of those corny affirmations. Like this is a true affirmation that you should really take into your heart and mind. This is the seed that you want to plant instead of um, the seeds of fear that the enemy tries to plant, right? Because this is who you are in him. He did not die on the cross for you to be conquered by fear so that, you know, that you don't pursue his will or build up his kingdom. So just take some time and really like chew on that. Um, Because I think it's important, one, when we look at fear is to recognize who we are in relation to it. Okay, two, know that God gave you a spirit, not of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-control. And this is one of my favorite scriptures in 2 Timothy 1.7. You know, Timothy says, know this. I love when he says that, know this, right? Don't doubt it. Don't, you know, 
am I? Am I not? No, he said, know this. Have no doubt, right? Don't doubt it. That fear is not in your spirit. Fear is not in the spirit, rather, you are given. He says, you are given a spirit of power. Let's take that piece for a minute. Do not let fear override the power that you are given in your spirit. God gave, God-given power wipes out fear, period, full stop, right? God-given power wipes out fear. You are given a spirit of love. Why? Because you are loved with a perfect love. And 1 John 4.18 supports this. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. Cast it out. So finally, this is the last part of this, is that we are given a spirit of self-control. You know, sometimes we do not take agency or um, really take full advantage of the fact that we have self-control. We're given this spirit of self-control. You have the ability to not be controlled by fear. You control what stays in your heart and mind, and you can control what you perceive. Do not become a victim of fear. Be a victor of it. If you decide that you want to take back that power through the truth, you can do that because God's given you that spirit, right? Fear is a lie and you are given a spirit of truth. Okay, third, know that when God is for you, that his plan is stronger than fear and his strength overcomes your weaknesses when it comes to fear, right? Because what fear does is it weakens us. It weakens us. It weakens our abilities. It weakens our strength. Like it just emotionally drains us. You know, going back to those panic attacks, when I would come down off of one, I can remember just sleeping for hours, like because it was so physically draining right? Or just think about a fearful situation that you've been in or, or having anxiety about doing something that, you know, you really want to do, but you're just like so afraid to do it. Like it's mentally, emotionally, it weakens you. It weakens you to the point where sometimes it's just debilitating, you know, debilitating. And we have to remember that, um, in our weaknesses, God is strong, right? That's where we really see him work is in that brokenness. And we see this all through scripture. Look up these scriptures in John 14, 1, Philippians 4, 13, and Exodus 14, 14. And Psalms 56, 3 tells us exactly what to do. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. The Lord will hold you up and be your strength. You know, I remember going through a situation that was really difficult and, um, you know, when you just feel like the, I mean, it was just a difficult situation where I felt like, um, everything was working against me. And I remember reading the scripture and it said, stand still and let the Lord fight for you. And when you let the Lord fight for you, there is nothing to be fearful of nothing at all. Right. And so we've discussed some spiritual things. And again, I really encourage you to look in the Bible um, do a topic search on fear because there are a number of scriptures that you can dive into that really give you encouragement. 
Um, but now I want to give you some practical ways to break down this invisible fence of fear, right? And one is always start, and I think we talked about this, or we did talk about this, why are you afraid, right? Look at your perception, examine it. What is the emotion that, um, what is this emotion getting its legs from? Because remember, it's an emotion, right? Um, is it one of the other fences? Look at that. And then maybe you need to do work in that area, whether it's the limiting beliefs, your past experiences, or a story that you become complacent in that you're afraid to move from. It's important to really look at the invisible fences that are holding you back because most likely they are contributing to this really overarching one of fear, right? So look at the perception, look at your mental perception. Sometimes when we're in fear, we're so steeped in it that we don't take a moment to step back. So make sure that you step back and look at your perception. Two, evaluate the cost of your fear. What would happen if you just let the fear go and pursued what it is that you want to pursue, right? If you let the fear go and instead of walking in fear, you walked in faith. I want you to literally write this down and write down the cost, right, of letting fear take over. And what would happen and you know what would happen if or what happens when you let fear take over right what doesn't occur like what great things don't occur because you're letting fear take over and you know how does it feel because here's the thing when you are not pursuing your god-given gifts because of fear you don't feel good the funny thing is is that when we use the emotion of fear in this way what was meant to protect us actually makes us feel even like it doesn't protect us. Instead, it makes us feel um, like we are in a position that makes us unsafe, right? Because what it does is it takes away God's um, promise for us, right? It doesn't take it away, but we allow it to take it away. And so it's really important to do this cost benefit analysis, right? Like what is the cost of fear? What are the benefits if I walked in faith? And I can guarantee that fear always comes out to be very costly because it robs you, right? It doesn't protect you. Instead, it robs you. And so that's what I was trying to say before and I didn't say it that way, but you know, what was meant to protect us actually ends up robbing us. Third is decide to choose freedom instead of fear. Like fear is an emotion that chooses to keep, that we choose to keep, and it keeps us from freely pursuing God's will. Freedom cannot be synonymous with fear, right? In this sense. Um, and we can choose to exercise a spirit of self-control and power to break down that fence of fear. I don't know about you, but when I live in fear, I feel like my freedom has been kind of taken from me, right? Think about the fear you might experience in leaving a bad relationship or an unhealthy relationship, whether it's a relationship or a friendship. So you stay stuck there, right? You stay stuck from this fear of leaving for whatever reason, and what it does, I don't know about you, but it made me feel 
like my wings were clipped, right? Like I was living in this jail in a sense and not being able to just open the door and walk out because what fear does is it keeps you confined. And so freedom has to be a choice though, right? Like we can either choose freedom or we can choose fear, but we have to be committed to it. And that is something that I think that we sometimes um, forget that we can choose a different option. We can choose the option of faith instead of fear. Um, The other thing is, number four, is to write down any dream or goal you have that you want to pursue, but fear is holding you back. And this kind of comes into that um, cost-benefit analysis, right? Take inventory of your fear. If you know what your fear is, you know what it looks like, you can face it and conquer it head on like the conqueror you are, right? Look at the triggers for your fear. Take note of when it happens, when it comes on. Um, You know, that was one of the things that the therapist told me to do was like, look at the triggers, right? Like, why are you getting panic attacks? When does this happen? What triggers it beforehand? And sometimes it was nothing, and then sometimes it was. So knowing those triggers are really important. And then look at the outcome, right? Like, Think about how fear rears its head, you know, like how it comes in because it can come in in different forms. Like fear for me personally comes in, I think, in the form of procrastination. Maybe that happens to you or fear looks like discouragement. And so it's really important to look at the emotional and physical things that happen to you when you are in a state of fear. And when you look at your dreams or your your aspirations or whatever it is, right? And you take inventory of this, look at why they're not being pursued in that sense of, you know, what happens while you're not doing it, right? Like if it is, I don't know, say if you have, I don't know, a dream to run a marathon, right? Like what kind of fear pops up when, before you're, before you would say, maybe get on the treadmill to start training, right? Like, is it procrastination? Is it like a physical element? Because it can come out in different ways. Um, The next thing is to, and I think this is really crucial, is to put an action plan in place. Make the small changes to overcome fear, right? Be committed to making a um, battle plan against fear, right? So take action. So for example, if you want to write a book, but you're afraid, you know, first, obviously, like we talked about, you know, get through the steps we discussed, identify the fear. What am I afraid of? The triggers. Um, You know, why are you afraid? Is it one of those things where it's the limiting beliefs or another invisible fence? Then do that cost benefit analysis, right? What is the cost of letting fear win? What is the benefit of putting faith first? And you might find, you know, the cost of fear, like the cost from fear of maybe not writing your book is always feel, always feeling like a regret, right? Or not putting it into the hands, even if it's one person of who really needs to read this, who can change, it can change their life or their perception. Um, and the benefit 
is that you're using your gifts. You're using whatever God has put on your heart and you're putting it out there. You're not wasting it, right? You don't want your dreams to be buried in the cemetery. And I think I said this in one of the last podcasts is like, think about the end in mind, right? Like think about the end first. Like when you leave this earth, what do you want to, um, what do you want your legacy to be? And I'm not talking about like, you know, a big house or, uh, um, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's always physical, but like, what is the, what would you like your end to look like and work towards that? And, you know, that definitely um, figures into the cost benefit analysis. Like if you're letting fear overcome your faith, um, how is that affecting your end? Right? How is that going to rob you of the legacy or or not, you know, tarnish the legacy that you want to leave? When you put an action plan in place, it helps you make steps towards squashing down that fear, you know? And maybe so for the example I had, right? Maybe that fear of writing a book, maybe you set aside 20 minutes a day to write. And next thing you know, that small change is going to lead to a bigger change and the fear is going to become less, right? You're not going to be as fearful because you're in action. You're seeing that it's not that scary. Sometimes it's just overcoming that hump. Um, so above all, right? And this is above all, when you are behind this fence, and I said this in all the podcasts, the very first thing you always, always want to do, obviously, is to go to God. Um, because we can't do it alone, right? And we are conquerors, but we are conquerors through him. And he wants us to live our best life. He wants us to live an authentic and genuine life. And let me just say this, when we live in fear, it robs us from that authenticity. You know, I remember like growing up and thinking like I could do absolutely anything. And you probably felt that way too. And there may have been some crazy things that you thought like, oh, I can do this. You know, I can, um, I remember saying like, I just want to go live in a tent on like a commune somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And people would say, oh, that's crazy or whatever. But like, think about the things in your life that bring you back to yourself, right? That place of knowing that authentic, genuine self And if you're not living that way, usually fear is one of the major factors of why you're not, right? Because somewhere along the way, we have learned to become fearful, right? Instead of faithful, instead of believing. Um, And it robs us, right? It takes away from our authentic life. And there is nothing worse than living a life with regrets or, you know, not living along your grain. And I I feel that fear does this to so many people. And I know that it has done it to me in my life. Um, And it's something that I overcome all the time um, or I try to overcome all the time. And I I try to put these things into practice. Um, But I know that it, it can be scary, right? But fear, remember this, is just an emotion. It's just a perception. And if you change your perception, you change your vision, you change your life, you change the way you do things. And just remember who you are. 
Um, and so I hope you enjoyed this series. I really did um, enjoy digging into these limiting beliefs and and these different invisible fences that affect us. And like, again, I said, there are so many more, I believe, that are um, you know holding us confined. And they're different for everyone. I just picked out the four that I thought were um, pretty prevalent. And my hope is that you are encouraged to break them down, right? And to face them um, with the power of God and to pursue his amazing plan for your life. Again, you can listen to all four parts. They're on the podcast. And whatever your invisible fence is, know that you don't have to live behind them. Okay? So listen, I hope you have a great weekend and I will be talking to you soon. Fear is a big one, right guys? Listen, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you got something from this whole series. If you haven't listened to the first three parts, go back and listen. And while you're at it, do me a favor, take a moment to review and rate on iTunes. I would love to hear what you have to say. And in the meantime, keep breaking down those invisible fences and leading the life that God created you to.